Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Boiler Track Show, a show by Boiler Upload of the Rivals Network. And today we have an all-time Boilermaker joining us, Mr. Mark Herman. Mark, how are you? Doing great, Deb. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for coming on. Like like we are, uh, like we were talking about before we hopped on here, it's been a crazy week for Purdue football. Um, I guess right off the top, what were your initial reactions to the Ryan Walters hiring uh, by Mike Bobinski? Well, I I guess my initial reaction was um, okay. Uh, who is this individual? Yeah. And, uh, you know, I I knew he was on on the list, but I I wasn't mm. sure where he stood in, in the pecking order. But um, you know, once you started digesting his resume and and just uh, seeing uh, some of the things, uh, and then being at the press conference yesterday. Uh, very impressive, uh, very impressive young man. Uh, whenever you can get an elite coach on one side of the ball, just like six years ago with Jeff Brom on offense, now you have uh, Ryan Walters on defense. So I, if you can grab a talent like that, then I think that's that's a huge win. So I think he's a rising star in the profession. Uh, I think he's extremely intelligent. Uh, I think he's charismatic. I think uh, the players will play for him and want to play for him. And uh, I just think uh, the sky's the limit. And I, uh, I'm i extremely happy that uh, Ryan's on board. Mm. I've talked to a lot of the guys, a lot of the recruits that have been able to talk to him, and they're all ecstatic. I mean, you, you walk into the room the first time meeting your new team and you give the star running back who – I mean, broke onto the scene. You give him a, a scholarship right off the bat. That's the first thing you do as head coach. That's how you went over a room. And I think that just kind of speaks to the type of leader um, of of young men that he is. And I think uh, all the all the things that his former his former uh, players, excuse me, were saying in in his former coaching staff. And I mean, I, there's not a whole not a whole lot not to love about this guy, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I think he, he's just, um, you just get that sense of confidence. Uh, he, he knows what he can do and he knows his abilities. And let's face it, he's been coaching for 12 years, got mm -hmm. started at age 24. So I, you know, he's been thrown in this environment and now he, he keeps pushing himself and uh, and now is asked to be the head coach. And uh, he's, as he said, it's a dream come true. Uh, to get this at such a young age, at 36, uh, it just speaks volumes of the type of guy he is, the type of character, and the ability to lead. And, and let's face it, uh, that is so important to get 18 to 22-year-olds to play at their utmost potential. And certainly uh, in the next week or two, uh, putting together that staff that's going to help him and, and give him um, – you know, the experience maybe that he lacks uh, in some of the areas. And of course, um, getting an offensive coordinator, I think is critical. Uh, we, and we all know that, that hmm. we're used to throwing the football and being su successful in a wide open offense. And so I think uh, that'll be the next thing that Boilermaker fans are looking to as to who the offensive staff and the rest of the defensive staff will be. As a member of the cradle quarterbacks, uh, you could throw the picks in back in your day. Is it odd to see a defensive-minded coach at the helm at Purdue? Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> my first answer would be yes, uh, because it's it's been such a, an important part of the Purdue football fabric uh, to be able to throw the ball. We've had 
a pretty good run of quarterbacks. So that's what folks are used to seeing. But it's not to say that a defensive coach cannot come in here and 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 do a great job. Uh, two of the greatest coaches in the history of football, Bill Belichick and and uh, Nick Saban, both had defensive backgrounds, but found a way to be very successful offensively. And uh, let's face it, you've got to play great defense to get where you want to be. And if mm -hmm. you can't do that, then we're just going to be an offense that puts points on the board. And and so I, uh, the fact that he can put a defensive strategy, strategy together and be able to stop people, maybe when the offense is sputtering a little bit, uh, that gives me great confidence. And I think it should give uh, our fans great confidence that, uh, you know, maybe we can hold people to 17, 20 points a game and, and uh, and still have a chance to put up big numbers offensively. Yeah, and if he brings in a guy offensive uh, coordinator that can that plays sort of an air raid spread it out style, I don't think you have to hold teams to twelve points a game like you did last year at Illinois. That's right. just, yeah. I mean, that's obviously we all know that's not really sustainable for twenty years if if he was the coach for that long. Um, but improving that side of the ball is always something. Uh, coaches look to do and programs look to do. So um, I think I think Purdue got the right guy for it. And I, I, I will be excited to see who who he hires as an offensive coordinator. I know there's uh, not a whole bunch of names uh, to go off of right now. I think it'll be somebody outside the box that fans or media aren't really expecting. But um, with him and, and all the coaches that he's coached with and under, um, I know he's he coached with Josh Heupel, the the head coach down at Tennessee. So he, he's got some, he's got, he's got some connections and, and I'm sure some of the alumni will, will help out with that as well. Um, did, were you getting anxious awaiting to see who the, who the new coach would be? Cause I know they move fairly fast, but I think a lot of people expected them to have a new coach within two, three days. Yeah. I, you know, I, I trusted Mike Babinski. I, I knew that he would attack this process in a proper fashion and, uh, take his time evaluating each candidate. And I know there were a lot of folks that reached out and and a lot of uh, people that they had to vet through the process. So uh, I wasn't concerned. I, I knew Mike has been down this road before and he was going to kind of weigh each candidate and, you know, see if anybody jumped off the page. And I, I think certainly Ryan uh, Walters made that early very good impression. And, and I talked to Mike a little bit last night and uh, he just said he was wowed by him uh, early on in the interview process. So, you know, those, you can't just rush. Uh, this is a key hire for uh, mm -hmm. Purdue football. So I, I really think that they, he felt like he took his time and uh, really got the best candidate on board. So uh, I appreciate his professionalism through this whole thing. And I know uh, chairman of the board of trustees, Mike Berghoff, uh, was very involved as well. So, um, uh, I, I think Ryan is super excited to be at Purdue. Uh, you know, Jeff Brom was excited, but he, he, I think in the back of his mind, he was still thinking, well, someday I'm going to end up at Louisville. And, uh, but I think Ryan is legitimately excited to be Purdue university's head football coach. And, and I think, uh, he knows he's going to get the resources and support from the uh, athletic department as well as the, the entire university and the and, and Purdue fan base. So uh, I, I think he is just thrilled beyond peace, uh, thrilled to death and uh, and totally looking forward to the opportunity ahead. 
Yeah, and obviously uh, we'd be remiss if we didn't mention the reason that Purdue has a new coach, obviously, is because Jeff Brom headed back home. Um, I don't I don't think you would be surprised at, at him jumping that opportunity, but did you have any issues? I know there's been a lot of players that have kind of I don't want to be I don't want to say been outspoken about it, but um, the way he handled it and just uh, him up and leaving and going on recruiting visits the day before. Did you have any issues with with the manner in which Jeff Brom left? Well, um, I don't know if there will ever be a great way to exit your current position. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I think he was recruiting to the very end. And, um, you know, you kind of give him credit for that to be in front of uh, – uh, some of the recruits and the athletes that uh, were signed on to uh, to come to Purdue and and um, uh, it just it got awkward certainly and uh, uh, I wish it could have been in a little better circumstance but uh, hey we all knew that this was the ultimate job for him and there was no not going to be a great way to uh, to say goodbye so uh, I think he's trying to help the situation by having Brian uh, Brom and and, um, and Mark Hagan kind of leading the team right now to ease that transition a little bit and, and certainly having Drew Brees uh, come on board is, <laughs> is outstanding and and just super. So, um, so yeah, we'll, uh, uh, you know, we, we wish Jeff the best, but uh, hey, we, we're excited about our new coach and, and what's ahead of our program. Yeah, and I mean, you can say what you want about the way he left, but the the impact that Jeff Brom left at Purdue was was phenomenal. I mean, took took the program to new heights. Been the first Big Ten championship game in in program history, albeit um, it started ten years ago. So um, it's not like it's been a a hundred year thing. But um, I think Purdue fans and and the media and and former players of his, I think they all respect him and and are appreciative of him. But like you mentioned, Ryan Walters is a new guy and. Uh, we'll see where he takes this thing. Um, I know you. I know you mentioned Drew Brees. Obviously, that news broke just a little bit before we hopped on here. I mean, what's that like for you to to be a, a now a fan of Purdue, uh, former quarterback? Obviously, uh, what's that? What's that like for you to see someone of his caliber want to come back and and help Purdue out? Well, it, I mean, it's absolutely tremendous. Uh, he's one of the great leaders of all time, one of the great performers uh, to ever put on a, a Boilermaker uniform, had an amazing NFL career. He just uh, surpassed any expectation, and that's just kind of the way Drew has lived his life. He's always uh, exceeded what everybody's expected of him. And uh, so this doesn't surprise me in the least. He cares deeply about the Purdue football program and Purdue University, and this is his way of offering a little help and uh, be able to coach these guys, mentor these guys, and hopefully inspire them to uh, really enjoy these next couple of weeks uh, and go down to Orlando and really compete hard and, and try to win that football game. And uh, the fact that he has taken time out of his life away from his kids and, and uh, family and wife and, and Brittany and uh, to be able to you know, dedicate his time and and hopefully help in recruiting new student athletes. Um, it just speaks volume of his character and and just uh, what Purdue means to him. And I and I think it's going to show the entire country, uh, you know, a different side of of what Purdue's all about and the loyalty that we have. And and if a guy like Drew Brees is going to come back to help out, uh, I think that's just a a, a great. Uh, 
a great thing about what uh, what's happening with our school. Yeah, and if you know anything about Drew Brees, you know he's going to be all in uh, with those kids. And I, I can't imagine what it's like for them, uh, especially some of the younger guys that maybe haven't haven't talked to him or been around him or met him. Uh, that's got to be super special to see not only one of the best quarterbacks in Purdue history, but a top five to 10 quarterback in NFL history. You can make the argument he's better than that. Um, how special do you think it is for, for those players? Oh my God. What, a, what a wonderful opportunity. Uh, yeah. These young guys will hear it from one of the best and uh, just his work ethic, how he goes about his business Um just the mindset, you know, it's so important mentally to uh, be in the right frame of mind and be able to uh, attack your daily duties and get the most out of each player. And uh, he'll push them physically, but more important from a confidence standpoint, mentally, how he prepared himself for every game and and what uh, you know, what things he did uh, to be able to have a great career in, uh, in college football and in the NFL. Uh, I mean, those are just uh, such valuable tidbits that he can share and these guys can really put to work. So uh, just uh, just to be around him, uh, I may have to jump over there practice too and, and hang out a little bit just to, to see what he has to say. Yeah, most uh, I've, I'm sure he'd be more than welcome. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like you mentioned, the, the mental part, I think that's Obviously, it's probably going to be the biggest thing that he brings to the team, especially in these what two weeks till the bowl game. Um, there's not there's not a whole lot he can do with an X's and O's standpoint, I guess. Uh, not probably not knowing the offense fully and, and things like that. But I mean, you saw that speech he gave a few years ago uh, when he was back. He's he he's another leader of young men. Um, he's a leader of men as well, obviously in the NFL. It's I I, I don't know. I don't know how how special that that is for the program. It's just it's just it blows me away that that he would even come back and do it. Yeah, you know, with all what's going on around the program with just losing your coach and hiring a new coach and just this transition and and getting ready for a, a bowl game and coming off a, a championship game, there's just a lot of things going through these guys head and he'll try to get them focused on what their task is and what their goal is and all that. And, and um, uh, just how he goes about his business and, and uh, what it takes to be, uh, you know, successful in the game of football and, and to pick his brain and to be able to get uh, uh, any information they can from him and just to share the stories and share anecdotes of, uh, of what his career has meant. Uh, uh, I just think he's just going to be, an amazing resource for these guys and and they will never forget this opportunity that they've had uh for the next 10 days or so or two weeks to uh just to share in his knowledge and to be able to just tap into all the things he's been through yeah most definitely now the question is i know a lot of fans were calling for it uh when the job opened up drew Brees coming back to be the head coach i know <laughs> it's like kind of half kidding but uh do you think drew might be setting something up to to join purdue full-time somewhere down the line well, nothing would shock me with, with Drew. Uh, you know, this guy uh, has done amazing things, like we said. And, um, you know, it's a big commitment, certainly, uh, to be be a head coach uh, football-wise. And I know he's he's uh, he's so ingrained in his kids' lives and, you know, just coaching them and sharing experiences with them. So, um, you know, I wouldn't totally rule it out, but uh, you never know. But, um uh, 
uh, if he would, he'd be tremendous at it and, and be uh, just an amazing coach. But, you know, if he decided, well, maybe after this couple of weeks, I'm going to go back to, to being a dad, that, that would be okay too. Yeah. I mean, I think I was talking about this earlier with somebody and I think that he would, he would make it for a great athletic director at some point in time in the future, or, or at least lead the football program. Um, now that would probably be after his kids are off to college and, and grown up. But I mean, you think of Purdue football, obviously names like yourself, Joe Tiller, Rod Woodson, you got to throw Drew Brees in there. I mean, he's synonymous with the program and um, I think he'd be a, a fun, I think he would do a phenomenal job leading the program if, if it was a head coach or athletic director or being in the higher ups within the program. Yeah, I mean, anything involving leadership uh, ability, uh, he's going to uh, ex succeed exceedingly well. And uh, he'll put every every inch of his fiber into that uh, into that position. So, you know, whatever he chooses to do, he, he has you know, a lot of business interest and a lot of things going on with his life. Uh, uh, but, you know, if he decides to someday, let's really concentrate on one thing and if it's going to be a head coach or AD or whatever it may be, uh, he'll be a huge success and he'll impact a lot of lives and he will he will do great things for whatever organization. We hope it'd be Purdue at some point, mm -hmm. but uh, whatever he decides to tackle, he'll be he'll be tremendous. Now, I wanted to ask you about the cradle quarterbacks. Um, I had I had your good friend Jim Everett on a couple of weeks ago, and um, he was talking about the relationships that he's built obviously with you and, and some of the other guys, what's your relationship and how much do you talk to some of the other guys that are in that cradle quarterbacks group or just former teammates in general? Yeah. I, you know, I talked to a fair amount, uh, especially in my position uh, with the John Purdue club. Uh, we did events or talk or text for me, a great group, but uh, you know, not only, not only are they wonderful, athletes and ambassadors for the university but uh just really good people so uh yeah i wouldn't hesitate to pick up the phone or or text or whatever any of them because uh you know you share that common bond you played the position uh you love purdue university you love what the program has done for us and and uh so there's a there's a debt of gratitude that you have and uh and there's a source of pride that we we all succeeded at that position and we're able to make a difference. And uh, so, um, yeah, you can't imagine a tighter bond than that. And, and in football, you're so reliant on one another and, and being, you know, in that ultra competitive environment. And uh, so we all have stories to share and, and uh, things that, uh, that we all, you know, we all played on that same field and that's, and that's pretty cool. Do you guys ever give each other some flack? Uh, you being you obviously being the first ever first ever quarterback in NCAA history to throw for nine thousand yards. Do you guys ever play with each other and be like, "Why well, I, I set this record? He set this record. I broke your record." <laughs> well, uh, you know, occasionally there'd be a little jabs, but you know, different eras. Uh, there were different offenses, mm -hmm. and you know, Mike Phipps and Bob Greasy they didn't throw the ball as as much as we did, and. They weren't eligible until they were sophomores to play. And so, you know, there's there, there's different details within each era. And if I would have played in Joe Teller's offense, I think I could have thrown for 13,000 <laughs> yards or whatever. So those little things are going around. But uh, I think we're all appreciative of, 
each other's abilities and what they brought to the table. And uh, so, uh, you know, as long as, uh, you know, I still hold that interception record, that's the one thing that I'm <laughs> upset about. I wish somebody come along and snatch that away from me. Well, I don't. Not not to be the bearer of bad news, but I don't know if that's coming with with how college football is uh, these days. They're they're getting yeah. yanked or transferring or or whatever. Oh, yeah. that's right. <laughs> um, you, you mentioned a little bit earlier. You're the director of leadership and alumni engagement for the John Purdue Club. Uh, talk a little bit about how you came into that position um, back in back in 2020, I believe. Yeah. Uh... I'd been working over at uh, Craner at the School of Management, mm -hmm. uh, fundraising and uh, and outreach, and uh, it just uh, there were some opportunities to come over to uh, John Purdue Club and Purdue Athletic Program, and I thought this this is the time, and this would be a uh, a great uh, great move for me, and and it's it exceeded my expectation. It's been wonderful, not only with our staff, with Tim House and and the rest of our gang, but. Uh, just working with our athletics alums, uh, just our fan base, uh, you know, it's part fundraising, part alumni engagement, uh, just trying to get our athletes in varsity P, which is kind of our alumni group and getting them back on campus and uh, just being able to talk to one another and, and sharing stories. So uh, we've just had a great year and working with our honorary captains uh, each week during the season uh, for our home games. So uh, it's just been a joy for me and anything that I can do to pay it forward and give back to Purdue, I'm, I'm all about. So uh, we've just got a wonderful group of student athletes that uh, you love to support and provide any resource that we can to help them succeed. So uh, if I can do that or if I can be a part of that, uh, then that's all the better. So uh, it's, yeah, it's been a labor of love for me and yep. And I uh, hope to consider, I uh, hope to, Keep going and keep making impacts uh, with our fans and our, and our players. Now, how important is it for you to, like like you mentioned, the honorary captains, to have them back and to see the reception that that they get? How does how does that make you feel? Well, I think it gives our our players uh, kind of a glimpse into the past and some of the great stars that have worn the same uniform and hopefully inspire them to better things. And then to give our fans a thrill be, because they they're watching these guys come on the field and they think back to 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago when they watched them uh, playing and on, on Ross aid field and, and so, uh, and Rorman field. So uh, yeah, it's, um, it's been fun for me because I've been able to work very closely and, and work on the arrangements and, and getting them all taken care of. And so I get to spend, you know, 24 hours of quality time with these guys and it's, uh, it's really been very enjoyable. Yeah, and it's awesome to see how much it means to them because you look back at like the Rose Bowl reunion um, or, or things like that. I mean, all those guys, right when they see each other, it's just like they're back in 2000 again. Uh, it's it, it's something really special and yeah. something that I think not only Purdue, but just sports in general brings people closer together. If you're teammates, if you, if you went through hell and back with somebody, uh, you're going to love them for the rest of your life and and I think the guys that come back, um, I mean, they, they show that. Oh yeah. No question. Uh, yeah. It's fun to see guys reunite and you're right. The stories come out and, and just the, what you all went through and you spend so much time together between meetings and traveling and practice and, and all those things uh, that you really become close and you really 
depend on one another and you don't want to let your teammate down or the guy that's lined up next to you. So it becomes a very uh, empowering thing to, to play the sport of football because it's such a ultimate team sport that, you know, 11 guys have, have got to click on every play for you to be successful. And therefore a lot of guys become very close with one another. And, and it's also fun to, to give jabs when you see guys and, and to really, talk some trash and that kind of thing. So that that's all good fun. And, and uh, you know, you're all just college kids. You're trying mm. to get by. There's not a number one draft pick. There's not this or that. You're all in the same boat and, and you're all just trying to, you know, have some fun out there, win some games for your university, get a great degree and, and, uh, and go on to have a wonderful career. And, and that's, it's fun to hear what guys are doing post uh post career and and all the good things that are happening with a lot of guys so that's uh that's really been a fun part of it now who's the biggest trash talker when you guys all uh get together well we had a uh we had a running back named ben mccall uh and he's pretty good at it and <laughs> uh, he was from chicago and um uh, so we always get into it with him and, and so it's uh and then everybody chimes in you, you know the the offensive linemen have their little thing. And then, you know, the DBs and the receivers running back. So, uh, but uh, Ben can hold his own pretty well. So he, he gets back to campus uh, every once in a while. So it's always, it's always fun to, to gear that up again uh, and hear what everybody has to say. That's awesome to hear. Uh, last, last thing I want to touch on before I let you go here. Um, obviously Aiden O'Connell, Payne Durham, Corey Trice and Charlie Jones, um, have all opted out of the bowl game. I just wanted to get your opinion on kind of where bowl games have been headed and whether or not they've kind of lost their luster um, forever, it seems. Yeah, it makes me sad because uh, some of my greatest memories were bowl games. Uh, we went to three of them. We won all three, and we just had the best time. And uh, uh, I think it's such a great experience for the team. It's great for the young guys to get the extra practice. It's great to – you know, represent your conference against other conferences. And uh, I just, uh, I I hate to see where things are going. You know, I get it to a certain degree, but, um, you know, everything is now geared towards, okay, can I play at the next level? I don't want to get hurt. And does this game mean that much to us? You know, if you're outside the, the CFP, do these games really mean that much? Well, I think they do, and I and we always prepared to win. We went down there to have fun and really enjoy ourselves and, and make it a special trip for our fans. Uh, but somehow the bowls have diminished a little bit, and uh, people are worried about injury and worry about affecting uh, their next level in their career. So, um, you know, if if you're banged up a little bit, I can certainly see that. If if you're worried about extending injuries and and maybe there's some emotional things going on we certainly Aiden has a lot had a lot happening in his life and and uh he's he's played for six years and and you kind of understand those things but uh uh for college football in general I I just hate to see that this would be the prevailing thing that you you give up on bowl games because they're they're just great fun and and uh you're just going out there and competing like crazy and yeah, and you hope you win the game. So uh, I'm not. I don't know where this is going to head, but I, I, I I'm sad because uh, there's great history in bowl games, and um, um, so we'll see. But uh, I, I regret it, and and I think uh, I think 
this team will have a great fun down in uh, Orlando and they'll compete like crazy and the guys that decide to, to play in the game. So uh, let's applaud those guys for sure. Yeah, yeah most definitely. And I mean, I, I don't, I think, I think guys can, can make their own decisions and do what they think is best for them. I look at someone like Aiden O'Connell, who's given his heart and soul to the program. And, and it's hard to be like, Oh, well you quit on your team because you're not going to the bowl game. Um that being said, it is it is disappointing that that people aren't going to get to see Aiden O'Connell and Payne Durham and and guys like that suit up for Port- Purdue one last time. And um, I think the overall message in college football of bowl games don't matter that only applies to the one percent, in my opinion. Because I mean, try try telling someone like Brock Thompson that bowl games don't matter. Yeah. <laughs> Went out and had. 200 some uh, receiving yards on two broken legs had to have double knee surgery. And he said he did that for his teammates because he loves his teammates like Jackson Anthrop and, and so many others. I mean, it bowl games mean a lot to people. And, and I think the national media kind of casts a shadow over it where, where bowl games are, are useless, but I still think that 99% of the roster is, is going to have a phenomenal time down there and, and they're all super pumped. So. Yeah, I mean, Brock Thompson's going to remember that game the rest of his life. I, I mean, that will be the memory number one. And and if he does come back, I hope he has 10 memories better than that <laughs> one. But we all were blessed to watch him play. And, and it's guys like that are going to step up and uh, mm-hmm. the next guy up. And and uh, we thank Payne and Corey and Aiden and, and Charlie for their commitment to Purdue and, and what they've done over the years. But uh you know this is their decision and and you got to respect that and and let's uh let's see who's next on the list and uh somebody's going to come up and have a great performance and these guys are going to enjoy the uh um uh, just what the opportunity for the bowl presents and they're they're going to be treated royally down there and it's going to be a great experience so uh you know I'm I'm anxious to see these guys perform and and uh, we're going to go out there and just play our tails off and see what happens. Yes, sir. We're all looking forward to watching it. Um, like I said, I'm, I'm going to let you go here. But th- thank you so much for coming on and doing this. Uh, I really appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to to hop on and talk some Purdue football with us. Right. Enjoyed it, Doug. Glad, to- glad I was able to talk to you and uh, a lot of fun uh, memories and things. So, uh, yeah, let's go Boilers, Boiler Up. Yes, sir. Have a good one. Thank you. You too.